This episode of the Drunken Dallas Podcast is brought to you by Alpha Box. Men's underwear featuring amazing comfort, stylish design, and of course, the mysterious and amazingly effective 3D pocket. To get your pair, go to alphabox.com and use the promo code TAOIST, T-A-O-I-S-T, to check out a pair of your own. That was good. Fuck pain. Fuck heartbreak. I'm still in love with life. From the multicultural headquarters of the future capital of the free-thinking states of America known as Los Angeles, this is the Drunken Dows Podcast. Tonight, it's interview time again, as founder and director of Costa Rica's Dow Yoga School, June Lee joins us to discuss her journey from being the overworked, crushed mind, body, and soul drained from being a travel nurse in San Francisco to running an incredible retreat in the jungles of Central America, all to guide people to physical and mental healing, transformation, and strengthening. And now... Asking you all to spread the words that corporations are not persons, I'm Rich Evers. And my partner in crime, the savage philosopher and middle figure of the gods, Daniele Volelli. As we invite you to lower the lights, batten down the hatches, and prepare to open your mind. For the Drunken Dows podcast, begins now. Welcome back, everybody, to another fine episode of the Drunken Dows Podcast. Episode 119 begins uh, today, a nice interview with uh, June Lee, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But first, the fine folks that help us keep this all going. And the very first today is our new friends at Alpha Box, gentlemen's underwear, men's underwear, so nice. I've had my sample pair, and uh, let me tell you, it's as soft as you could hope it to be. And what's really nice is it kind of fits to your thighs, so it won't creep up on you. And it comes in lots of crazy different patterns. But, of course, the most incredible part is the 3D box. Because, you know, underwear are pretty much the same. But uh, these have the Alpha Box 3D pocket. And what it is is it's sort of a, a little area for your gentleman's equipment to uh, be further protected from chafing and scraping and that's the best i can really tell you you can get online and check it out at alphabox.com you get a look at it but you really need to try it and it is a uh, way more effective than you ever think it would be uh it's a great fit the underwear are comfortable i'm a big fan of the blue camo print that i got and uh but tons to choose from and we welcome you to go try it out and if you go to alphabox.com and put in the promo code Taoist, well what do you know there'll be a discount so Give them a try. New sponsors, kind enough to uh, help us keep our going concern going. We invite you to go check it out. Please do. Now, of course, the classic trio, starting with Dr. Sarah. Fine hemp gear for your life, complete with their awesome micro ninjas to uh, keep the funky things from the gym a little further away from you. And uh, especially perfect for this episode, it's the hemp yoga mat sling bag. You can roll your yoga mat up, slide it up in there. I guess you could carry some documents, or uh, Mike Brady could carry around his architectural plans if he need be. But it's just perfect for something that sort of size. Uh, maybe even some melee weapons, if you were so inclined to have those on a travel to the gym. The yoga mat sling bag. Dutch Sarah. And then, of course, our fine friends at Onnit. Oh, and, and IT. Let me tell you, it's... 
there's so many things on that website they've got it broken down into categories or categories as our friend Bellelli would say but a couple of things that I find really great to have they have the two pound bag of pink Himalayan salt and this stuff is super salty it's just I, I cut it in, uh, the amount I use in half in any recipe I use just because it really is an intense salt but um it's fine pink Himalayan salt, and it will definitely salinate what you need salinated. But the most exciting thing that I've just spied is they're awesome warrior bars that they've had for years. They're buffalo with a little bit of turkey and cranberries and always been incredibly tasteful. They now have the new Hatch Chili and Coffee Warrior Bars. Let me tell you, it'll give you a kick. And... Uh, they're fantastic. So go ahead and get yourself a box, maybe of each. And you got a lovely nutritious snack for you, lots of protein for you. And any chance to get some more bison or buffalo into you is a great thing to do. Bison slash buffalo, more healthy than skinless chicken, and just plain delicious. And, of course, our pals at Sure Design. Fantastic, awesome T-shirts and hundreds of other crazy things. They really have a lot of kind of tie-dye stuff going, kind of still sort of back-to-school session, so maybe your kid needs a groovy tie-dye, or maybe your wife needs an awesome Ganesh T-shirt. I mean, the, the selection is far wide, and the best thing I can do is tell you to go check it out, sure design T-shirts, and uh, find something that you dig. All right, Alpha Dynamics Health. These folks have concoctions of old uh, medicinal mushrooms. And medicinal mushrooms go back to, you know, Eastern medicine has been using them for thousands of years. And they put a couple of different blends together. One is the active to help bring out your A-game, they like to tell you. All of these 100% shrooms, no fillers or anything like that. Just uh, the goodies to help you, for, in one case, get your energy up and get your game going. Or the regenerate blend, which is all about reducing stress, enhancing sleep, and helping you recover and get ready for the next day. So both of those are available. And if you go to alphadynamicshealth.com, and that is a quite a lengthy name, but that is it, alphadynamicshealth.com, and a discount code in the episode notes to help you out. So check them out. Get some shrooms. Get some bison bars. Get yourself a nice tie-dye T-shirt, a new pair of drawers with a fancy 3D pocket to hide your uh, male assets, and, of course, a hemp mat yoga sling bag. You'll be set. I don't know what else you'd need other than that. So here we go, interview time. When we get to the end of the show, I'm going to give you our Kiva update because we've broken another amazing amount, and uh, we'd love for you guys to join us. But until then, here comes the interview. start. Um, John, welcome to the Drunken Taoist. Um, let's just get out of the way the basics. Your yeah. websites, your various info, if people want to look up your stuff, where do they go? Um, sure, it's www.daoyogacollective, T-A-O, yoga, Y-O-G-A, collective, C-O-L-L-C. E C T I V E dot com. Sound about right. That's cool. <laughs> I think I spelled that right. And what? then uh, the the venue is Vida Mountain. Vida Mountain. Yeah, V I D A. That means life. Vida Mountain dot com. That's the uh, venue in the in Costa Rica. Sweet, because that's 
what's now you have in a perfect Datsusara moment, Datsusara being all about kind of escaping corporate life and uh, not living the life of the nine to five gig, you managed to escape. And uh, well, did you ever do a nine to five or were you always weird from the start? Um, I never did a nine to five. I think I did something worse. I would do, would do like seven to seven. <laughs> Yeah, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then they would rotate us to 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. every three weeks. What the hell were you doing? <laughs> uh, I was a nurse, or I am a nurse. Yeah. Wow. So and they would do that to us, and it was mandatory. You would do 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., and then they would just switch it 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Damn. You know? And sometimes you'd have to do it the next day uh, yeah, and then after yeah, the yeah. night shift you'd have to go 7 a.m to 7 p.m so oh but that sounds like such a lovely life <laughs> given that up you know why are you doing something else now that's <laughs> wow by the way when the hell were you a nurse because you're not exactly you know um, right before we started recording she was like do i sound like i'm 12 like no at least 13 come on <laughs> but even in looks she looks at least 17 no. <laughs> <laughs> no like seriously how long did you do the nursing gig for um let's see i i graduated 2010 so okay in so. philly i was a nurse for two years and then i moved to san francisco as a travel nurse okay and um i was nursing in san francisco in different hospitals and then um and then that's when i started the whole yoga journey Sweet. And so now that's what you do, right? That's Teach what yoga do. in Costa Rica. Where, yeah. yeah, I can think of worse gigs. And <laughs> How's that going? It's going really well. It's, um, it's definitely the challenge of my life, though. It's, 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 it's amazing, but, you know, it's also difficult at times. I bet. But, you know, of course, because anybody wears it while they are shoveling snow in Wisconsin or, mm -hmm. you know, doing 7 to 7. Is probably less than, you know, it's like, what challenge? What are we talking about here? The average person probably pictures you hanging out by the beach while sipping <laughs> pina colada and then occasionally saying, no, do down dog a little more. You know, it's like... Namaste, everybody. Yeah. What's the... Namaste. In which way is it a challenge? Um, for me, at least... Uh... I feel like yoga has been very uh, distilled and, and westernized in mm -hmm. a way, and and it's become just this fitness thing, and it's it's a little superficial, you know. It's about the the fashion, it's trendy now. It's about the Instagram, it's about you know all that stuff. And and what I'm trying to do is trying to bring um, make it an experience for people to. It's like a life retreat, you mm -hmm. know. They're they're coming to. You know, they're saying yes to growth. They're saying yes to um, getting stronger physically, living um, a more balanced lifestyle with their food, with their mm -hmm. sleep, with their, you know, how you eat, how you, you know, do everything in life. So that's one aspect of it. And then the other aspect is bringing the spiritual element, you know, and spirituality, quote unquote, um, how to make that accessible, how to make it applicable to the people without being cheesy or woo-woo or too esoteric or abstract, sure. you know? And and so it's a lot of different elements, you know? You got, like, the well-being part, the wellness part, and, and getting that down, the technique and the practice of yoga, but then also the, the other part that makes it um, real and mm -hmm. makes it um, deep, you know? Yeah, of so, course. So to, to, do all, to do those things you know i i have to be my best and um 
and my highest self or my authentic self yeah. and that's that's an everyday thing and it's um something that i'm always trying to keeps you in check yeah it keeps me accountable <laughs> right. keeps me in check and you know i have to be real with myself and i'm you know i'm not perfect i'm still you know uncovering things in myself and Am I getting too deep now? No, 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 no. <laughs> you asked me like one question. <laughs> I like it. No, it makes perfect sense. Okay, yeah. It's definitely the wrong time for me to introduce my Jerry Garcia designed yoga mat bags that uh, <laughs> that he's trying to sell. <laughs> I thought, yeah. Jeez, so much for that. Yeah, incidentally, since you're going the commercial route, that's Usara now has some uh, hemp hemp uh, yoga, yoga mat, mat carrier. Yeah, exactly. But now that we're done, thanking good old that's Usara. No, but that sounds awesome. I mean, it's yeah, it's a challenge, of course. There is the challenge aspect, but it's a hell of a fun challenge. A, gr- a, a great challenge, yeah, a, ch- exactly. a challenge worthy of your everything. Yeah, you know. And so I say it's a challenge because it takes all my time. It takes, you know, I, I have to give up, you know, going out with my friends or going yeah. living in, you know, living in in uh, convenience, I mm-hmm. guess. But but I chose this and I like living in nature and I like kind of hacking away at the essentials. Like what do I really need? And you think you need this, but actually you need less and trying to live that way. And then, um, where are you at exactly? So in Costa Rica, it's, uh, in Alajuela, it's about an hour and a half. From uh, San Jose? Yeah. West of San Jose. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's in the mountains, central highlands near San Ramon. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, really beautiful there. It's, mountains lush green mountains peaks valleys clouds it's like it's very mystical it's like i think i've been out there in the but in town at Alahuela, not uh, actually in the mountain and the, the town was like eh, you know it's like it's not San Jose. i will re- it's funny because when you go to costa rica is a prime tourist destination lots of people fall in love with it when you first arrive you're like what the hell because mm-hmm. san jose sucks right there's just yeah. no argument that san jose is a nasty ugly looking city with just everything you can possibly think that is bad about you know it's a little sad yeah yeah i can think of another san jose that sucks pretty bad <laughs> yeah there's, <laughs> there's that especially the ugly part but the, <clears throat> so when you first arrive, you're like, yeah, get out quickly. Mm-hmm. And in fact, my first stop was Alajuela, the town, which mm-hmm. was way nicer than San Jose, but it's still a town. It's mm-hmm. whatever. It's, like, it's yeah. pleasant, but nothing all that eventful. Mm-hmm. But then when you get out of the towns and you start exploring the country in Costa Rica, you're like, oh my God, this place is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, the ocean is amazing. The mountain is amazing. Mm-hmm. The volcanoes like Arenal or the something. Volcanoes, those are yes. amazing. Is um, I remember staying in this place in um, Monteverde on the other side. Like there was this place that looked something straight out of. It actually totally doesn't look like Lord of the Rings, but I use that expression as it looks <laughs> like Lord of the Rings. Romantic stone. To, yeah, to describe some amazing, beautiful scenery that looks otherworldly. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, it was top of one mountain, and then you have a perfect clear view of this huge lake and on mm. the other side of the mountain you see this huge volcano going up and the volcano erupts constantly at just tiny bit of red lava flowing down so it's not erupting in this a real week. scary way it's erupting in a fun uh, like come on are they setting it up for the pictures <laughs> oh, kind yeah. of way yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is, uh, is this real it's constantly totally. what people say like is um, this real is this real and if I were saying right before we started recording how lots of people you know you run into people from all over the world who are mm-hmm. there in their two week vacation what they thought was their two week vacation they are there making plans to how can I move here permanently how can I completely change my life mm-hmm. and 
because everybody likes it, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the Pura Vida life. It's right, like, even yeah. the national slogan, yeah, Pura, Pura Vida, Vida that's, yeah. that's not a bad way to go about it, right? Exactly. Is that sim- similar to living La Vida Loca? <laughs> not quite. It's a little cooler than that. <laughs> yeah, worried. Yeah. Because I'm picturing like mountainside roads where one tire is hanging off the 3,000 foot drop on your way. Is that where we're at? The roads in Costa Rica. Um, it's they're kind of rough. They're very rugged, the not paved, uh, rocky, bumpy, rustic. Yeah, bumpy is a nice <laughs> way of putting it because there are holes that are larger than the car, kind of thing. It's uh, true. Sounds like San Jose, California. <laughs> so it takes you a while to get from place to place by car. A little bit, but, yeah, uh, but it's worth it, you exactly. know. Exactly. Yeah, it's and beautiful. and it keeps it from being too crowded and yep. all that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's the because uh, otherwise it would be. Yeah. Tourist style, if it was uh, too easy that way. Exactly. So, how do you go from your insane schedule, seven to seven, nursing like crazy, mm-hmm. probably with ingrateful, ill people that deserve to be poisoned, <laughs> but we won't go there, um, to go down to Costa Rica and say, forget it all? I mean, San Francisco is pretty cool. Did you like it there? Yeah, you know, I always wanted to go to San Francisco, and I didn't know why. I just felt a pull. Because you like, want to pay $10,000 for a 7 by 7 box Yeah, delivery. you know, I was like, I love the gold. You know, I didn't really even know anyone in San Francisco. I had, like, an acquaintance there. I just I just felt I wanted to be there, the energy, the beauty, you know, the open-minded people. And I, and I did it. I travel nurse there. I had a, a studio apartment with the view of the Golden Gate Bridge and the sunset and the evenings. But, you know, I would come home from these, from these shifts and I would just feel my everything drained. You know, my body, yeah. my mind, my spirit, my soul. I would just like, just I had nothing, you know. And I was like, okay, I, I, I did it. I became the nurse. I have the job. I have the apartment. I have the Golden Gate Bridge right there. Uh, you can't, I could be making triple this and I still, it wouldn't change a thing, you know? So then I was like, well, then what's, what's left? And I started going to yoga, um, more frequently. Um, and I met a teacher that really changed everything for me. And that's what really did it. She kind of, she kind of just cracked my heart open and, um, well, first she made me sweat my ass off. (laughs) So I was like totally, you know, just drained. And then, by the end of her classes, she would do this. She, she just had a specific way that would um, just make me feel like redeemed in a way. You know, it was like a redemption. And I was like crying, you know, sweating, mixing with my tears and just kind of releasing all that stuff from the hospital. You know, the death, the abuse, the emotional, verbal abuse, you know, because nurses get really shit on literally and you know, from from everyone, from the doctors, from the physical therapists, from the patient's families, from the patient themselves. But it's not their fault. You know, they're sick and, and you know, everyone's stressed and the, and the system is all messed up. So it's no one's fault. It's just that's just the way it is. And you're giving 40 pills to one person and you're like, am I even helping this person? I don't know, you know. And so all these things were starting to kind of release for the first time in a way that nothing else was helping me, you know. I'm not really into drinking or, or, you know, I mean, I'll have a drink, but like nothing was giving me that release, but yoga and this teacher, this one specific teacher, she just kind of, yeah, like helped me feel that. And, um, so it changed my, it changed my, uh, thinking of, of, of yoga and, and, and what nursing is. And what about other sort of Eastern healing, acupuncture and things like that? Does that sort of go along with it? Because we've had a lot of success in my family with people that were very ill. <sighs> yeah. And someone went, well, why don't you change the way you eat and try a little of this? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, 
they didn't need those 20 pills a day anymore. Yeah. You know, it's so funny you say that because I, I always think if I wasn't doing yoga and if I wasn't doing what I'm doing now, I was going to go to grad school and, and become an acupuncturist and I was going to go that route because I think it's so powerful also. It works. Yeah, it, it freaking works. It's Bone broth will save you a day. <laughs> Bone broth, yeah, that's right. So yeah, so this this teacher, so I started going her regularly and um, so I was living this crazy um, nurse life mm-hmm. and then I, and I redeemed myself with this yoga and so I was kind of doing this crazy dual life and then I was like, okay, well... I'm kind of getting burnt out still with with the nursing, and I thought, let me just take a a yoga uh, vacation by mm-hmm. myself. You know, let me just go do some yoga in nature for like five days. I went to Costa Rica, and um, I happened. It was on the Caribbean side, and I happened to book the same time there was a yoga teacher training going on, and I got to join one of their classes, and I'll never forget it. It was pouring rain i didn't know where the yoga studio was and they were just like oh it's that away so i was running in the rain um through this like paved in the in the in the rainforest jungle it's it was really it was like a rainforest uh like a sanctuary there so i was running through the rain and i and i made it to the yoga studio and i and i got just i got in just in time during one of their one of their sessions it was a two-hour class i never did a two-hour class before i thought that that might be too long mm-hmm. but um anyways pouring rain and a two-hour class felt like 20 minutes. It, I never I never really felt what meditation felt like until really that moment. And um, I didn't know. I mean, it could be like that. So afterwards, I was like, okay, I want to learn how to teach like that. Like, what what just happened there? <laughs> you know, I was like, what was that? And they were in the, in the school. They were like, become a yoga teacher. Come, come do a training with mm-hmm. us. They were, they do teacher trainings in Costa Rica, but they were also like, um... You know, we also do it in Italy. So that summer, I went to Italy and I and I got certified, and then that was another trip, another adventure, and then and then I started doing these things where I would do um, assignments for the yoga or for the nursing, mm-hmm. and then I would go train in yoga for a few months, and then I would and I would you know be a nurse for a few months, and then I would go train in yoga, and so I got my three hundred hour. and I and I just kept seeing my teacher in San Francisco, right. and then building that up. And then, um, and then I eventually came on full time as a yoga teacher for that school, and I did that for the past few years. And then, um, kind of brings us to the present day. Last year, where things started to change again. <laughs> Before we get on uh, scenes yeah. changing again, the your parents were born in U.S. Or no, my parents uh, are both from South Korea. Right. Yeah, um, my mom is from Seoul. So they were born there and They're came born, here yeah, they came here. Um, I imagine they were years ago. in classic Asian fashion. <laughs> they were thrilled when you said, you know, that nursing thing, I've been doing all these years to get to it, and now I have that job that pays well. And so I think it sucks. I don't want to do it anymore. I want to be a yoga teacher in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that went incredibly well, right? Yeah, you know, my parents are not like the typical Korean parents. Right. They're typical in that they want me to study and they sure. want me to get the good job and, you know, marry a Korean guy, you know, all that stuff. But they weren't like um telling me what to do. You know, they were just like, Okay, what's going on here? Okay, you're gonna come back though, right? They were just like, Yeah, I'll click try the yoga and then come back and, you know, get the nursing right. you know, you can still do the nursing. So they were kinda like that. You know, yeah. they were like, Okay, cool. But you gotta come back. And um 
So they were kind of like that skeptical, but kind of just letting me do my thing for a little bit. <clears throat> and then it wasn't till I did a, a teacher training in Oklahoma randomly. Mm-hmm. And they, they moved to Dallas when I was in college. So they, they weren't far away. And I said, hey, listen, I'm in Oklahoma doing a teacher training. Why don't you guys drive up? And I'll and I'll and I'll have you guys stay at this venue that we're at. It was a beautiful mm-hmm. um, like resort, and uh, I, I I paid for their night to stay. And they kind of saw what I did. They saw me in my element teaching. Yeah. They saw the environment I was in and the uh, the healing aspect of it and, and the beauty of it. And they were like, it was at that point they were. It was, I was like doing this for a year, mm-hmm. a year and a half maybe. And then it was after that point, and they saw it. They were like, okay. Yeah, keep doing this. <laughs> really? Yeah, they came yeah, around. That, uh, they I think came they around. were just happy not to be in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> also, also. Now, where do you guys go? Do you know why Oklahoma is where it is? Because Texas sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it does, it does. I can't even imagine living in Dallas. You know, I would not go there if I didn't like my parents. <laughs> but I like them, so I yeah. visit. But, you know, it's all it's all highways and strip malls and and huge best buys like why is it why is that so big (laughs) and no you know no mom and pop shops no no you know no character no no we've destroyed all that is that where you grew up no no my parents moved moved there when i was in college um in philly so i was born and raised in philly and um, they moved to yeah east coast Mm -hmm. all the way and then they moved to dallas um because there's a korean community there and we had some my mom has her sisters there, and okay. so you know they're living sure. in their little. Makes sense for them. Yeah, right. it makes sense for them, and um, but I visit them, and that's the only time I'm there, and I can't stay too long. <laughs> no, no, of course. It's but... uh, it's truly like a culture shock. Every time I'm like, still, I'm shocked yeah. when I come here. <laughs> it is shocking. Yeah. I know I've got people in Houston, and it's yeah. like 115 in the summer with 97 percent humidity. Mm-hmm. Just a lovely climate. Right. <laughs> yeah, and then I can the people. How, I can see how. Oh my god. But each today is in a particularly good mood. I think I'm, I'm in a fine mood. I, you can have Texas. That's what I'm Every time they threaten to secede, I'm like, go. <laughs> each, since you walk into the house a few minutes ago, I've seen like sparks coming out of his ears and just going like, just getting ready for the eclipse, man. Right. It's going to be great. I'm sure it'll be fucking cloudy where I'm at. But that's okay, because I'll burn a hole in the sky. Yeah, he's in the Murphy Law kind of mood. uh, Today in particular, right? It's pretty comical, though. I like it. (laughs) My daughter lives in San Francisco. She just graduated from San Francisco State and just got hired by Book of Face, since I can't say who exactly it is. And uh, so I got her car, because she's got to drive to Mountain View every day now. And drove it for 23 miles before the check engine light came on. Nice. Oh. That was yesterday. So if you guys feel that your life sucks, Rich, just oh, see, right, no, I Rich, can't say that either. My life doesn't your... suck. It's just sometimes <laughs> things fall in a, in a pattern this night, but I, you know, I wouldn't dare complain. I'm not, you know, I've, I've seen children in the Sudan eating grass out of cow's asses because they had nothing to eat. <sighs> So, That's a tough life. Yeah. So, yeah. so tough doesn't even approach. But sometimes circumstances and issues line up in a way that makes you go, what the fuck? Right. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. But no, enough about me. I want to know <laughs> about that moment that not long ago, did you just sell everything? Did you get a storage container yeah. and, and put a few things away? 
And there you stood in your empty 10 by 10 tiny little studio apartment with a sliver shot of the Golden Gate <laughs> through six other buildings. Yeah. And uh, had your plane ticket and went yeah. with your Jerry Garcia designed yoga bag. <laughs> Yeah, I sold everything. Well, I sold everything before I moved to San Francisco. I sold my car. I had a motorcycle. I sold that. I had one suitcase with me, and I went to San Francisco. And so when I went to when I moved to Costa Rica, I didn't have much to begin with. I was just I was just ready to go. Um, and I left a box maybe with a friend. I think that was it. But um, an empty box. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I left all my dreams in this box. <laughs> That's cool. And yeah. so what happened the last year? You said uh, more change uh, <clears throat> about a year ago. Yeah. Should we get really, should we get real with it? Can Why I? Why not? Yeah, it'd be about time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people can agree, but I think 2016 sucked for a lot of people. Sure. I don't know. Was, the, was that a crazy year? Do. Yeah. Wasn't that a crazy right. year? Wasn't that just a hell year for everyone? I don't know. Well, that's the odd thing. We thought it was a hell year. <laughs> we had no idea that it was just the gentle warm-up. <laughs> that's what I mean about his mood. That's what I'm saying. That's just the way it is. I mean, think about it. I'll be warning you guys. It's like kids, you know? It's like, they don't warn you that the first 10 years, the arduous, long, incredibly insane first 10 years is just the gentle warm-up. <laughs> Oh no! For the next eight, which will turn you gray prematurely. <laughs> so let's hear it. <laughs> okay. Um, is is there is there a water spirit involved that comes out of the, the river and commands you to change? I wish it was like that. <laughs> no I water wish spirit. It was like that, that was somebody else. No. So what happened? Okay. So I was doing this. Uh, I was teaching with the school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I thought I, I, I thought I did it. I was like, wow, I, I set out to be a yoga teacher. I set out to leave this, uh, seven to seven job in this mm -hmm. kind of system that I don't really support. And I thought I did it. I was in nature and I said, let my job be my spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. May I help people and heal people. And, and then, and it happened, you know, and it was good. It was, uh, I was doing that for, since 2000, around 13 or mm -hmm. so. And so it was like three years doing that or so and then um I started to feel like I couldn't really um grow mm -hmm. you know I couldn't really design the classes or create the classes that I necessarily wanted to but it was just this little feeling inside it wasn't that anyone was you know you can't do this it wasn't yeah. like that I was just kind of feeling that little you know but uh so I, but I just kept going I just kept going why do you think? Is it because you felt the need to stick to the structure as you were taught? Exactly. Or, yeah, exactly. So it was more, so you say it wasn't so much coming from the outside. It was more you felt that being part of a certain structure, you need to stick to how everybody else is doing things. Mm, <clears throat> well, you know, it was somebody else's school sure. and um, nothing bad to say, but it wasn't exactly my style. As sure. I was growing, it wasn't really my, how I would do it, mm -hmm. you know? And I can see in the students, you know, that um, maybe they, they could respond in to a different approach, you sure. know. But it was just a feeling inside me, and um, <clears throat> it, was still, it was still great to connect with everyone. And that's why I stayed. I said, you know, how could I leave? How, why would I leave this? You know, mm -hmm. I was in nature. Yeah. I was connecting with these students. I was connecting with people from all over the world. We, we had students from, you know, New Zealand, Norway, Amsterdam, you know. Uh, Canada, you know, all over the U.S. Oh, you know, from life, everywhere. Right. So, yeah. you know, not bad. So I was like, okay, let me just teach teach yoga for these few months. Go back to San Francisco, mm -hmm. do a little bit of nursing. I was still doing a little nursing per diem, 
And so I was doing this back and forth life for a while and it was good. It was, it was great. I thought I reached, reached what yeah. I, you know, the, what you want, what I right. wanted. I manifested what I wanted. So I was like, why, well, how can there be something more yeah. beyond this? You know, why, you know, why be unsatisfied in a way? So long story short, You're I just was a feel- pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, There's some people that just can't <laughs> be happy. You know? I know. Learn from no. <laughs> Here's everything you want. How's that? Ah, not so good. How about more of everything I want? And guess what? Guess what? Here it comes. Here it comes. So I was like, how could how could it be? What's beyond this? Yeah. I asked for this. What could be yeah. beyond this? So yoga in space. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Okay. So. This is 2016. I'm starting to get this dawning of, yeah. okay, I want to create something different. Um, and I was getting this inkling to, like, leave, you know, mm-hmm. to do something else. And I'm like, but how would I even do it? Am I even qualified? Who am I to, you know, I was yeah. getting those things. But then something happened around September. And it Sting was... Sting came by. <laughs> I wish. I wish again. No water spirit, no sting. No Damn. sting. But, um, you know, so I was feeling this way and... Uh, September rolled around and I was scheduled to do September and October teacher trainings back to back, 200 mm-hmm. hours back to back. So a 200 hour training is about three weeks, you know, and so it's an intensive training. Our classes run from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. And you're there. That's an hour worse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Things are yeah. going downhill. No. But I'm not teaching every class, but two hours of asana in the morning, two hours in the evening, theory, lecture classes. And I love teaching, you know. Anyways, I digress. Yeah, but 11, yeah. 11 hours. But, you know, it's intense. It's an intense immersion, and that's what we love. And it's intense immersion in nature. It's an intense immersion in yoga. It's an intense immersion in yourself, you know. Anyways, so September rolls around. I arrive around two days before the training starts, as I usually do, from San Francisco. And um, I do this walk every day. I do this walk every day. It's a steep hill. It's the entrance of this resort, and it's um, middle of the day, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, bright. And I do this walk every day. I've been doing it for the past three years, and um, it's an intense walk. It's about 2.2 kilometers. It's to- It's so steep. You, you need. You know. It's it's intense. So um, I'm going for this walk midday, and um, a man appears. Um, he's behind me, he's at a distance, and so I'm walking, and he gets closer and closer, and, um, he starts speaking to me in Spanish that I don't, I don't understand, which I need to learn Spanish, but, um, and then he starts putting his arms around me, and I'm just like, no, no, no. you know, clearly no, and, um, he keeps, he keeps walking, and then he, he gets in front of me, and he prevents me from passing, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, I, he keeps trying to put his arms around me, and I keep I put my mm-hmm. hands up, and I say no, no, and he and he starts to grab my hands, um, and then I and then I scream in his face, you know, I look him in the eyes, and I and I scream yep. no, you know, clearly, and so he lets me pass, and so I continue on my walk. Um, I'm starting to loop around, and I come back, and I see him walking. I, I think I think he's gone at this point, so I'm walking back up the hill now. And about midway, I hear I hear footsteps behind me, and I see and I see he's there, and I ask him mm-hmm. like, "What? What the fuck? What do you want?" Yeah. Um, and then he he mumbles something, and so I keep walking, and um, I'm picking up my pace when suddenly I hear footsteps mm-hmm. running behind me. He has this big rock in his hand, and he hits me over the head with it, Whew. and he grabs me and, and um, he tries to rape me. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I managed to fight fight him off, um, and uh, nothing happened. I, I managed to, to fight him off, and um, he's coming at me with this rock again. I'll never forget it. He has this huge rock in his hand ready to hit me again, and I look him in the eyes, and I just scream mm-hmm. this yell. And it's like a crazy sound I never made before, and <clears throat> I just scream. Mm-hmm. And he stops, and he drops the rock, and he runs away. And he runs down the hill, and and then I run up the hill, screaming also for help. And um, but again, it's the steep, steep, yeah. steep hill, and I'm running, yeah. and I'm kind of shook up. And finally, um, a car comes down from the resort, and they pick me up. And um, and uh, you know, I go to the, I go up, and I get ice. And my head's all <clears throat> swollen, yeah, and. Anyways, long story short, I went to the police. I reported that, and then I went to the hospital. It was like the longest day of my life. Of course. <laughs> the next day, 18 students arrive, and I teach a whole teacher training. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> the craziest thing that happened from that was, um, uh, well, one, <clears throat> I didn't really feel supported, you know. Mm-hmm. I had to do still do the training, and, you know, I felt kind of like, okay, what the heck, this thing kind of happened to me yeah. and uh like like i probably shouldn't be here yeah, <laughs> right definitely. now you know yeah. but long story short they um what happened from that training was it, it strangely enough i felt even more connected to my students mm-hmm. because i don't know i felt like i couldn't really relate to my coworkers or mm-hmm. even the people from the resort because i felt like i don't know they that maybe they weren't really willing to support me. So really I was just really putting all my energy and strength into the students. Right. And I don't know, in a weird way, them being there for me, even though they didn't know what was going mm-hmm. on, they were kind of cracking my heart open mm-hmm. and I've never connected so deeply with a group before. And it was through my pain and through my, um, my intense aloneness. Of course. You know? And so it was a strange thing that was happening. And, and then at night I was, you know, very much, going to my practice of of meditation and yoga and and all that to to take me through this Mm because where we were at the resort there's no wi-fi really right i couldn't really talk to my friends and family at night you know when i was alone so it was really just me and it was a time in my life where i was feeling like if there was a sound i you know i would i would jump you know and i was i was kind of i was a little bit traumatized you know and um but the practice was there for me and um it 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 kind of it was weird. It, it's like that attack was almost like a way to crack my heart open again in a mm-hmm. weird way. And in retrospect, you mm-hmm. know, I didn't realize what was happening at that time. But I became really close with my students and I really became closer to my practice, you know. <clears throat> so that was September. And then, um, but it was it was kind of a huge sign for me too to leave this place, mm-hmm. you know, leave the school and leave this menu because I, it just wasn't feeling right, right. you know. And yeah. Especially how it, you know how it was afterwards too. So then you know I already I already signed up to do the October training, and I wanted to keep my commitment to them, and yep. I wanted to commit. You know, again thinking back, how can I give this up? It's my dream. It, you know, I manifested mm-hmm. it. What could I possibly want more? But again, it's like all these little things were adding up. Plus that attack, it was like you got to go. You, you know. I was there. It's time was, to it was switch. time. To, it's yeah. time to. It's almost like the universe was like, "Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> yeah, that seemed like uh, yeah, loud like, and clear. Can I ask you something in specific? How in the world? Because after getting hit with a giant rock on the head, that would seriously diminish anybody's ability to 
handle business and defend yourself and so on. Plus, you're not exactly 250 pounds of Schwarzenegger-style muscle to begin with. Mm -hmm. You're strong, but you're not a big person. How the hell did you manage to kind of stop that attack? And like, what happened that would allow you to do that, you think? Was it just kind of the you screaming, freaking him out? Was it... I don't know. It's There was something that happened mm-hmm. when he was running at me with that rock right. again. I just looked him in the eyes and something just said, like, stop, like, no. Mm-hmm. When I think about it, there's, um, I read something in a book recently. I don't know. It's a, it's a, one of those common books. It's like Napoleon. Do you know what a book? I have to think about this later, but, um, there's just a moment when I think you're speaking your spirit mm-hmm. um, comes out. Right. And it's, um, I think it's freaked that. Freaked him out enough. I think that, it freaked him out. Right. And I and I don't know what it was because, yeah, you're right. I was there with my shorts on and I'm just this skinny little, you know, right. girl, yeah. you know, in the middle of the middle of nowhere. She's um, clearly a Jedi. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that's basically what it boils down because objectively speaking, yeah. from the point of view of just the laws of physics, the situation doesn't look particularly good. Yeah. You know, where things shouldn't have worked out well for you. Right. And, and so, that also made me, I was meditating on that too, because it's like, how did I stop him? You know, yeah. what kind of strength is inside yeah. of me and where did that come from? Mm-hmm. And what is that even, you know? Yeah, the force. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, right? Yeah. Yoda style. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. But, sorry. So, back to the so universe say get the fuck out. Universe is saying get the fuck switch. out. Yeah. The atoms in me were like, get out of here. It's yeah. it's not the right feeling, you know, it's not the right yeah. vibes here. So I did the October training again, um, just because I wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. is there something left here? Yeah. You know, I, I love connecting with these students. I love teaching. I love being in nature. I love Costa Rica, you know. I was still trying to find reasons to stay. I did the October training, and it, again, it was really hard, but mm-hmm. c- again, connecting with students in a way I never did before, so that was good. And then I had November, December free, I was back in San Francisco, kind of reevaluating what the mm-hmm. heck I'm doing with my life. <clears throat> and I kind of came to the conclusion, like, I can't continue this, you know? Right. I shouldn't go back, but I had already, again, committed to teach again in January, mm-hmm. and so in my mind, January is the last training for me. I right. won't be a yoga teacher anymore. I won't teach for the school anymore. I won't. I'll, I'll figure something out, you know? Right. And I actually even started looking into acupuncture schools mm-hmm. in Santa Cruz. I even went to some open houses. I, I met with some professors to become an acupuncturist, go into yeah. TCM and go that healing route because that's also powerful you know so i thought so i started to get a plan of doing that you know so january rolls around 2017 thank god (laughs) 2016 (laughs) is over um and i have this i have my last in my mind my last training with this group and this group was amazing like lack of a better word 16 girls and it felt like we were all on the same page that's Mm -hmm. never happened before you know usually a group you get such a diverse group which is the beauty of it but sometimes it makes things a little difficult to get really really connected really close really um into some synchronicity Mm -hmm. you know some syncing up so 16 girls came from all over the world again um and we and we just became like like sisters we laughed so much we cried we sweat we got stronger we healed ourselves some people were talking about you know healing from 
from crazy things. You know, it was just, yeah. it was just crazy. And, um, it, it reignited why I'm doing this mm-hmm. in a way. And I was like, wow, like I, maybe I can still do this and maybe I should still do this because some of the things they were saying to me, you know, it, it was the, it was the birthing of their spiritual practice mm-hmm. or it was helping them get over the death of their father or, you know, the death of their loved one. And, you know, just things that were yep. so powerful. I'm like, oh my God, like, how did I, how am I a part of this? And how can I, how can I not mm-hmm. continue being a part of something of like this? So, you know, that all those things came and it was such a beautiful training. And I was like, wow, okay. I know I can't stay here in that venue. I know I can't stay with the school. All the signs are still pointing for me to leave, but I still want to do this, you mm-hmm. know, with, with them. And it was just the most powerful training I've ever done. And, um, they're like, we're all sisters now and they still support me. So they were, you know, they were kind of encouraging me, you know, June, you should, you should continue to do it. Yeah. Like, how can you not? And so, you know, they were really just encouraging me and giving me that, like that strength. And, um, long story short, uh, one of my students from that January training, she changed her flight to, in order to keep hanging out with me afterwards and on her flight back to the States from Costa Rica, she sits next to someone on the plane. And, you know, you you, you mm-hmm. find you connect with someone, you talk the whole plane, yeah. right? That type of situation. He tells her, you know, I just built this resort in Costa Rica. And um, I need to, I want someone to bring yoga there. <laughs> and she was right. like, well, listen, I just, I just had yeah. this experience in Costa Rica. I just did my yoga teacher training. I should refer you right. to my teacher. Yeah. And so she connects us with an email and, um, she, you know, she said, oh, you should, you should message this guy. And I'm like, yeah, all right, maybe, maybe I will. And February, um, and March roll around and I'm still going to these open houses mm-hmm. for acupuncture school. And I'm still thinking, listen, yeah. go to grad school, you know, right. heal people this way, you know, do it that way. And, um, then she's like, you should really just email him. Who knows what will happen, you know? And I said to the universe, you know, as cheesy as, as it sounds, I was like, just give me a sign. Should I go to grad school and go this route? Or no, <laughs> or should I continue teaching yoga? But how would I do that? Yeah. How, where, what venue do I create my own school? Yep. How do I even go about doing that? Mm-hmm. You know, and and what is that even like? And you know, can I do that again? Who am I? Sure. Who am I to do that? And all those questions that you ask yourself. And then, um, and so you know, a voice just you know just email that guy. So I emailed him. I said, Hey, you know, if you want to meet for a Skype meeting, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, met him maybe once or twice on Skype, met his business partner. And they were like, Hey, why don't you visit us in uh, Costa Rica? Just see our venue, feel yeah. the space out, feel, you know, see if you could see yourself here. And I was like, yeah, all right, I'll come for like two days, you know? And so I did. I, uh, in April I went, you know, I, I was already ready to I was like applying to grad school. I was like, I was looking for apartments to stay, yeah. you know, Santa Cruz. I the wanted to go deal. the whole day. And I was like, you know what? Let me just go to this venue. Check it out. This chapter is called June in April. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Yeah. 2017. So I go Were you there. born in June? No. Neither was my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was born in August. Um, that would have sucked. How's it going? August. Well, on that note, happy birthday. Thanks. <laughs> I guess. Next week. We're around, or next yeah, week. Yeah, next cool. week. Perfect. Are you Virgo? No, I'm a Leo. On the, on the cusp, though. I, I know. It's the last two days. Um, okay, so yeah. So I go there. Oh, my God. 
perfect. It's as if you had designed it in a dream. <laughs> Truly, you know, and it's so crazy. I was kind of envisioning this thing, and I was—I just saw very vaguely like a white building on a mountain. So I go there, brand new resort. It was just the the most beautiful, peaceful, mystical mountains feeling you can get. Mm-hmm. It, I've never seen anything like it. I, I'll sh- I got to show you guys a video or, or some photos, but. Um, so I'm at this resort, yeah. you know, I visit, I meet with the owner, um, and, uh, I'm staying in this room, there's glass walls, beautiful views of the Pacific, of the peaks and valleys of the, you know, just lush green, just the kind of green that looks neon. It's like vibrating almost. It's so beautiful. And, um, yeah, the peacefulness there, the tranquility there, the, so, uh, I'm there and, um, and I speak to the owner. We, we have a nice little few hour conversation and she you know i tell her about my story a little bit she tells me about hers and she's basically like okay we'd love you to bring yoga here you know if, if you'd like yeah. and then she started telling me a, a little bit more about what she needed and i was like oh, it sounds like you need a director she's like yeah could you also be that too <laughs> and i was like wait a second <laughs> And I'd been there for a day or two. What and are you offering me or exactly? Yeah, and I was just, she was like, yeah, we'd love you to come here and live and, you know, direct the yoga, direct um, and make, the, you know, breathe life into this mm-hmm. place. And she used those words, breathe life into this place, which, um, you know, a lot of little things were happening with little signs, things that she would say that really hit me. Because for me, yoga is all about the breath. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much about the breath. And um, I do the Wim Hof method, which is about the breath. You know, so a lot of breath work. And any of my students know that they leave with a new appreciation or understanding or um, use of the breath. Mm-hmm. Because without the breath, we're just doing Pilates or gymnastics right. yeah. or contortionism. You know, like whatever. But like, where are you? Like, how are you breathing? Yeah. And you know, are you present with that and how, you know, all that stuff. So she said that and, you know, a little thing, you know, we were getting along so well and um, we just have the same philosophy and she's basically like, make this place your own, you know. You have full creative freedom. <laughs> just just things, go with it. Things could have gone worse. If I had a quarter for every time that happened. And so that was in April. May comes around and uh, we we have a contract and you know I have she wants me to move there you know I, I have my my home there my salary and, and you know to just to be yeah. there and um, and so I thought you know how could I not do you know is this yeah. kind of like what I asked for and, perfect and so that's what I did I started to gather a team that I'd already kind of been connected with and I and I created my school I already had the syllabus down Mm -hmm. in my head I already knew like the curriculum I would want and how I would design it and the things I would change the things I would add how I would do it like I had all that already inside me so I just threw it all down I registered with the yoga alliance got you know got that certification or accreditation and and so I did it I created my school Dao Yoga Collective and I wanted to be a collective not just a school because what I also see is that in schools, after people graduate, it's like, bye, see you again, never, you know. Yeah. But a collective is I want to stay connected with these girls mm-hmm. that are like my sisters now all over the world. And I want to stay connected with them and I want to um, create with them too. Maybe they come and, and lead a co- co-host a retreat with yeah. me. Maybe they lead their own retreat. Maybe, you know, and maybe we have reunions. Maybe we stay sure. connected and support each other because the transition phase after a teacher training after you go back to the matrix is the hardest you know? how do you integrate what you what you learned here and healed here and 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 grew how do you take that with you to um 
yeah, the bullshit, you know, like the nine to five, no, the traffic, the your 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 partner, your you know your siblings, your. But there's something roommates. too about the dynamics that you're kind of hinting at when you spend so much time with some people and you click well, mm-hmm. and you're living basically as a tribe because you know you spend twenty four seven with each other for mm-hmm. three weeks, four weeks, something like that. It's kind of hard then, especially. I mean, it's hard for everybody you included but it's even harder for the people who are just there you at least get to do another session and another and another Mm -hmm. you're still connected to the Mm -hmm. place for the person going there experiencing this getting this degree of happiness connection i feel so awesome okay now you're off Mm -hmm. they gotta go back to dallas yeah and they email each other after that twice a year and it's like there's this weird disconnect because you feel like Wait, no, that was what life is supposed to be about. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to be a three-week vacation. Mm-hmm. This is what life should feel like. Mm-hmm. How do I now deal with the fact that everything in my life is not like that at all? Exactly. And it's a little... Um, to me, the tribal aspect of it is interesting because as human beings, we are so wired for it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not wired to be as uh, mother-father kids yeah. in a household mm-hmm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. We're wired for having more to it. It, it can get messy. Can get, I'm not saying it's, uh, well, it's not some idealistic walk in the park. Sometimes, you know, you want to be able to just lock the door and screw you all and I don't want to mm-hmm. see anybody and that's fine too. But as human beings, just because we have been hunters and gatherers for 99% of the time we've been on Earth, we are used to living in this kind of small... Uh, 10, 20, 30 people kind of structure mm-hmm. where you spend all the time with one another. So when you do have a good context to experience that, where you do have a good experience like what you're describing, where maybe you know you have a common passion, in this case could be yoga and an outlook on life, in mm-hmm. another case could be something else, but it brings people together for that type of experience, mm-hmm. then it's not just about the yoga or the whatever hell these people are going for. It's also that clicking that you that do with people connection you have yeah and then as you say if afterwards is like that was fun thank you guys <laughs> you know that was really enjoyable see you never it feels really weird mm-hmm. because then you're like wait what was, was that, that was that real yeah 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 exactly. was that just yeah was that just a a fantasy was it just in my head yep. and yeah and, and and how do you have the strength like we need reminders we mm-hmm. need that support we need that um that person to say yeah that was real remember yeah. that you know and and, and you want important. to keep experiencing of course. because you don't want it just as a, even if it's real as a memory it's like well that's great but I how is it, it real now. today yeah, yeah like exactly. how is it real right now yeah. in this moment yeah yeah, yeah. yoga is going to save us from the phones I just realized <laughs> I've been wondering something's going to have to yoga versus the phone yeah. that could be a good animation right there yeah. Oh, yeah. like how do you stay you know my big thing is how do you stay inspired mm-hmm. because a lot of people you know so many things happen during these trends. watch Fox News <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> like how do you stay inspired because you get inspired during these trainings you get stronger mm-hmm. physically you get strong mentally you realize oh my god I feel this gratitude I feel yeah. compassion for people I feel compassion for myself and my healing becoming aware of my healing makes me aware of other people's healing like where they're yeah. at with their healing you know so all these things are happening you're changing your perspective you know um you're feeling all this magic and then how do you stay inspired like that's mm-hmm. the main thing you know I, I i don't pretend to teach anyone like i don't even think you can teach anyone or change anyone you definitely can't but it's about just inspiring them inspired mm-hmm. to stay in your mat go, go do your breath work and do the thing that makes you check in with yourself and feel good and centered, you know, and 
and you're going to plateau. You're going to get bored. You're going right. to get discouraged. You're going to get um, annoyed. You're going to get busy. And But how do you stay inspired? And so that's why I love staying connected with people and having this collective um, and this so tribe. How work? Yeah. Do, you get, do people then, you think, in the way you imagine it, is, are people going to kind of come back and maybe co-host? Is that Yeah, my idea is like ideas? reunion retreats once a yeah. year. Um, doing and and i was even thinking if they do their 200 and 300 hour with me we can even do like a five seven day retreat where it's it's on us and they just pay for their food right and we go to the farmer's market together and shop so it's not even it's not about like oh how are we gonna you know profit it's yeah, it's yeah. more just like yeah how do we stay connected i think your owner i think the owner of the resort just called <laughs> you <laughs> know what and this is the craziest by. part this is the craziest part she she totally has my back on it like she's not like june we have to make this money you know right. it's not like that i don't feel any pressure and that's the beauty i mean not that you know we have to make well, things course, work to we have to meals, produce but, the yeah, thing but to make it work but it's not like um like she's very heart-centered and that's she awesome. and, and that's why i was like yes to all of this that's why i was able to let go of, of the grad school for now and say goodbye to the other school it's because she was really like hey let's let's build this and make this a, a hub for healing a, right. hub, a hub for for consciousness, you know, and and so I was like, yes, a hundred percent. And so she's very much supporting me and in, in this awesome. vision. And yeah, otherwise, so that's why that's another reason why it's such a dream because she's very much like supportive. Yeah, and you of know, course. we got to make it work. You know, you mentioned the Wim Hof breathing, yeah, and all of that. So you started uh, when was that last time you were in LA? You did the Wim Hof uh, training. I, yeah, I did the um, advanced training with Wim Hof. Um, I want to tell the world about him. He's like, uh, he, I think he's a living sage right now. You know, she can go to the top of the volcano and not breathe any of those bad toxic gases. Right, her breathing just is so <laughs> really fine. She just sits in a sulfur cloud. And Doesn't take it's in able anything. to transcend it all. Yeah, yeah. and, and then floats back down. <laughs> Wim yeah. Hof is funny because I like the idea. Mm-hmm. And then there's the cold, the reality mm. of the cold. And that's I'm just like, the, yeah. that's why I'm always trying to push Savannah. Like, this is an awesome idea. You should do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll watch from over here yeah, with a coat I'm, on. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying <laughs> in every possible so way to avoid. She was pretty hardcore. We <clears throat> went to uh, Colorado a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, she and my friend Philip Miller, they, um, we are way at like 11,000 feet, like mm. way up there, right? And okay, it's June, it's not January, but still, it's uh, it's freaking you cold. Feel it, yeah. And they went She's into this stream either. coming down from the mountain. There was just a tiny flat part there, so they just immersed completely at like nine in the morning to their neck in this icy cold mountain stream. Mm-hmm. And oh, they both so were beautiful. happy after that. They were both like, yeah, of I feel all, uh, energetic you now. You feel and alive. Just like, yeah. yeah. It's all fun and games till someone loses a nipple to frostbite. <laughs> yeah, okay? that would be bad. It doesn't have to get then. to that point. <laughs> no, but tell me a little about Wim. Um, yeah. What was the experience with him? What was the... Um, um, yeah, it was amazing. It was like a three-day training or two-day mm-hmm. training over the weekend in L.A. Um, we learned about the uh, scientific evidence behind it, the anatomy and physiology behind his method, why it works, how it works, what it's doing to the 
uh, carbon dioxide mm-hmm. in your body, the oxygen in your body, you know, all that stuff, the acidity, the alkalinity of the pH of the blood, all those things, you know, the effects of the cold exposure on your nervous system, yep. your lymphatic system, your endocrine system, all those things, all the things going on in your brain stem, all the thi- you know, the amygdala, all the, you know, so amazing, amazing information. Um, and I love science already, so... Um, Can I ask you something about yeah. that? So yeah. one of the things that typically you always, you know, is the standard grandmother wisdom, right? Put on the sweater because you're going to get cold and you get sick. And yeah. the fact is people <clears throat> regularly get sick when they get cold in the sense that they, you know, it kind of taxes your immune system a little bit because your body's trying to fight off this thing and that it makes you more vulnerable. What's the difference between the negative side of the cold, like when people get sick because of it? Is it because of the breath work that one is able... Like, for example, somebody does what Wim did, right? Mm-hmm. You go up uh, Mount Everest in your shorts. Most people freeze to that. That's right. just where it's at. That's so right. they don't have super alveoli. <laughs> right. It's like, is it the breath work that does it? It's, it's, every, it's, uh, it's, it's a combination of things. It's the breath work, mm-hmm. Absolutely. But it's also mindset and focus, mm-hmm. right? And that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. I think people can just say, okay, yeah, mindset and focus. But that's like, that's almost everything. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to believe it. You got to have faith in your, and again, like your conviction or your your spirit is, it's, uh, it becomes strengthened. And so you're able to withstand. So that's that. And then, the, and then you know, the, the, science, the science behind the breath work and being able to tap into your autoimmune system. Yeah. And, um. And essentially increase your immune response right. through the breath work. So it's so it's a combination so of that. Those then things. allow you to Allows you know you. if you have the right mindset and the right proper breathing techniques exactly. that then allow you to treat the cold as something that actually will strengthen even further exactly. your immune system rather than taxing it and making you sick, which is what happens to somebody who does not have those other elements. Exactly, exactly, and then also. Being in the cold, even just, um, and that's how he starts you off. He says, take a cold shower, mm-hmm. 10 seconds, 30 yeah. seconds. You know, you know, it's not like you have to be in this cold, ice cold sure. thing for, you know, 10 minutes or right. an hour. Um, start off small, you know, but then um, that builds your resilience. And resilience is true strength, right? To cold, to mm-hmm. heat, to stress, to getting in a car accident. Like, strength isn't, uh, oh, my muscles here. St- strength is having resilience and being being able to stay that baseline in your nervous system, in your yeah. in your in your body when you get hit by all these external factors. factors yeah, right. external stressors. So, I guess in that sense, I can visualize it almost as doing weights. In the sense that, you know, if somebody tells you, go and lift this big weight over your chest, if you put too much, it crashes you. Mm-hmm. It's not that the weight is wrong, it's that the amount is you can't handle it. And so it's kind of like somebody who say, oh, go out in the cold, don't worry, it's going to be good for you. Well, if you have built it up to the point if where you, you can it handle up. it, otherwise mm-hmm. it crashes you, right? right? So if you have built it up, then you can even go further. And when you are exposed to things that are out of your comfort zone, you can handle them because you have built that strength. You've built that strength, that inner strength right. too. It's not just the muscle strength. Totally. It's about that inner, and that's this whole thing, inner fire, inner strength. Yeah. We all have this fire inside of us, this, you know, whatever you can call it, whatever you want, that inner strength, inner fire, inner spirit, but that thing gets bigger and yep. stronger and um you're able to push push past limits that maybe your mind thinks no i can't do that you know so i guess that's the trick though is having and i think that's where having the the training you had with team is very useful is that you know where to start mm-hmm. you know where to go next and where to go next because if you skip too many steps and you decide i'm just gonna 
plunge into this ice cold bath mm -hmm. for 30 minutes and you can't handle it again no. you just throw yourself up no and it's definitely and it's definitely this is the other part about it what you said exact is exactly right but um it's not just building up mm -hmm. uh your ability to withstand discomfort because that's what it is it's not that we're all like woohoo this mm -hmm. cold feels sure. great no it feels it feels the same for everyone yeah. you hate it i hate it you know right. wim hof even says i'd love to be in the, in the tropics you know it's not right. that he's like woohoo but when you're in this cold it's it is like lifting weights and that it's uncomfortable and you're starting to learn and about yourself and yeah. face that discomfort which is where growth comes from right facing that discomfort but beyond that is what and then this what what is what is really interesting about wim um, is that in that discomfort, in that moment of your mind saying, oh, shit, this sucks. Yeah. I want to get out of here. This is the worst. Get out. That was enough. You, you yeah. know, your mind yeah. starts talking, that internal dialogue. You start to turn in, and you don't listen to that voice anymore. You listen to a, a deeper voice, or you, you, you turn into a deeper source almost, mm -hmm. and you listen to that, and you look at that. Not that you're ignoring or, or, sure. or you know, shutting that voice out of your mind, but um, you start to tap into something deeper. Yeah. And that's and that's what I love about Wim. It's he's doing these things that are very scientific based, appeals to the masses, you know, because um, everyone can make that logical conclusion you did. But then it's also a gateway to um, that almost like meditative space mm -hmm. of that uh, find find strength from their source. Yeah. You know, find that strength from the inside. Um, in this moment of intense, you know, discomfort of, you know, being in ice cold bath sucks. <laughs> for okay. everyone. But yeah, that's, that's where the true strength comes from. And then that's when you break past your limits and break past your fears of, uh, and self doubt, you know, and then you start to say, okay, okay. Internal dialogue or your mind talk, your chatter. It's like, you're not the boss of me. Mm -hmm. I'm the boss of me. And then it's like, who is that? I, you know, beyond that mind chatter and and no get out and give up of and, course yeah so how do you plan on um using it within your like are you just doing it for yourself do you think you're gonna be kind of using it as part of your teaching curriculum or yeah i i definitely started out using it for myself i, I started around two years ago and i did his online course mm -hmm. and then i just met him um two months ago or so or one month ago and then um i'm gonna go in november to his advanced master module for mm -hmm. to become a wim hof instructor so then i'll be certified in the ways to um lead other people in sure. this type of thing so i'm going to go on an expedition with with wim and his crew um up through in colorado actually oh, no way. yeah in november they're, they're holding it in colorado not so. may <laughs> no <laughs> where in november um i don't know where they're, okay. they're keeping it a secret from us okay. but rested butte outside of gunness <laughs> So there's going to be tons of snow. We're going to be in our yeah. bathing suits and our hiking boots and, you know, just doing it, just going for it. And uh, that's what nice. I, Yeah. So then, I, you know, hopefully I'll be certified after that, learn more about the scientific evidence behind it. And I want to include it in my yoga teacher training courses. I want to include it in retreats. I want to do Wim Hof retreats. I, I want to spread his message and, and introduce yogis to it, which... I think it's very surprising not a lot of yogis are into it. I went to the training in, in, in June in L.A., and I think there was one other yogi there, one other yoga teacher, and, um, and, it's, and that's what I love about Wim. He never says yoga, really, sure. but it's yoga. Right, of course. <laughs> you know, and, but, I, but I like that because he's bringing it to the different groups that maybe would not be interested in yoga. You well, because that's the thing, right? It's not about yoga Labels or, or yeah. whatever else it's about elevating the quality of life yeah that's it so Simply. whatever does it 
does it exactly. right it's like it's not it's not this thing that's important it's what this thing is trying to get to it's like you mm-hmm. know finger and the moon classic analogy is like don't get stuck looking at the finger look at what he's trying to point you to you know it's like yoga is great is is a method it's It's just another martial arts is a method it's like there are ten thousand things they are not great in in themselves Mm -hmm. they are great for what they can get what they bring you to yeah it could be martial arts could be music it could be dancing it could be archery it could be anything but they're all they're all petals to the same flower absolutely right i totally believe that too so yeah, it's 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 so beautiful. I love what Wim's doing, and I can't wait to to go deeper into those teachings so I can so I can yeah bring it to That's other awesome. people. Yeah. So in your Jedi training, yes, what are you? What do you think that people are there for, and what do they get? What do they walk out with? Hmm. I think first, in order to come to one of these retreats, you have to just say yes. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're open. You know, you're open for some type of transformation. You're open for some type of strengthening within yourself and also healing, you know. Mm-hmm. So a combination of these things, healing, growth, strengthening, and, and you definitely want to transform something inside yourself in your life. Um, why I keep doing this and why I want to keep doing this is um, something some of my students said just from this past one. I did my first teacher training Um in July, mm-hmm. so my first one under my flag, under under my Dao Yoga Collective School at this new resort, and it was their first training for them too. Um, some of the things people said it blew me away. Um, that they said it was heart opening, and that's one of my missions too is open hearts. Mm-hmm. And so they crack their heart open, but in a way that they th- they, they thought it was going to be um, through like suffering. That expression, crack the heart. Crack open. the heart. Mildly open. freaks me out every time you say. <laughs> No, don't crack it. That's and that's what it was. You know, um, a student said she thought it was going to be through intense suffering, mm-hmm. going through some deep wounds. Yeah. It was going to be really ugly and bleak and mm-hmm. and really just a dark, hollow place. But she found out to her surprise, it was her heart was cracked open through um, feeling bliss mm-hmm. and gratitude and and um, joy that came from inside of her. You know. Right. And, it, and that's what burst her. It was like a swelling of her heart and then a bursting, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that really surprised her. And, and, and yeah, she did go into her wounds and, and, mm-hmm. and those darker places that, you know, it's a duality of all of us. But um, that was a great surprise that she was able to glimpse that that bliss, that right. ecstasy. And it, remind, and it said, wow, life can be like that. You know, and and if I can access this in myself here, I can access this, you know, anywhere. And it just takes a little bit of checking in with myself, a little bit of, um, you know, these methods that help, these techniques that help. And then, but just feeling centered in yourself and and, um, start to change your perspective on life and what life can be and and who you can be. Sure. You know, and so, um, so yeah, perspective changing and, and filling you with gratitude, um, and feeling compassion. That's what she said, too. She said um, some other students were, you know, this was my main thing. I, I don't feel a lot of compassion for other people. You know, and, and we sometimes mm-hmm. we feel that. We're like, eh, I know I should feel more loving, and I don't really feel loving towards myself or towards others. And and um, I think this really th- these trainings really get people to that point, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it starts with self-love, you know. And a lot of people struggle with that. You know, we're not taught how to how to do that or what that's even like you know to love yourself man even like 
earlier some of the things you were saying mm -hmm. you are hammering on yourself repeatedly or like <laughs> you said about five times you know who am i to be able to do this uh, am i good enough this is, yeah, I, I this is like, my thought Jesus, process man, is, uh, yeah that also by the way not to be stereotypical of that sound very korean you have the well go to your room and practice your violin <laughs> you got an a minus what's wrong with oh, you it's like yeah. never good enough it's yeah 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 i mean that's We're and it's a that. fine line because it's on one end it's there's something cool about it about not being all pampered where you're thinking that every time you burp it's the most amazing burp in the universe and everybody yeah, obviously to you. Me burp, so. but at the same time there's the you know if people don't push themselves in that sense it's a bad thing mm -hmm. then it's lazy it's all of that but if people then push themselves too much to the point where they don't pat themselves on the back then also is a bad thing mm -hmm. because then you always have this sense of it's never good enough i need to work harder right. i need to push more and it's like whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. he's up a little okay yeah. some people need to slow down and get the pat on the back other people need a little more fire a under their ass push, and like, yeah. No, it's like... And yeah and i think this is a sweet combination of both you know working hard it's an intense training yeah. you're gonna get exhausted you're gonna you're gonna push yourself in every way you know we have lectures uh five hours a day so it's not just physical it's also you're mm -hmm. taking in a lot of information um and learning these techniques and and the theory and philosophy of it but in the end um something happens where you know, you're able to go into yourself and, um, yeah, self-love and heal and, and growth and strength and, and transformation. And then not just that, at the end of it, I want them to have ways to, it's like a bookmark. Right. You, you felt this feeling, you, you glimpsed this, this place in yourself. And, um, but how do you get back to that? You of know, course. how do you remember that? Yeah. And then it's like a bookmark every time you 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 get there it's like a little it's almost like a little deposit you know it it it, it accumulates you know mm -hmm. and then um you're able to find that place at least you know it's there yep. you know but at, you're, you're able to kind of find that again in yourself um through practice yeah awesome so if you guys want to do something good for yourself go visit june in costa rica that sounds <laughs> like a very good plan i'm actually rather interested like because I'm thinking, oh man, I would love to visit and come down you, and stuff. You must. And so now I'm, I want the crystal ball. I want to know if, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? What's going to happen? You know, it's like, mm -hmm. I'm curious. I would, uh, I would love to. I remember loving Costa Rica. Everything you described sounds amazing. So I would love to have you guys down. That would yeah, be a lot of absolutely. fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anything else which, you know, you mentioned all the websites, all the good stuff where people can find you. Mm -hmm. uh, let's throw it out one more time just in case. DaoYogaCollective.com, T-A-O Yoga Collective. Mm -hmm. Find us on Instagram, DaoYoga.Collective, Facebook. Yeah, awesome. Dao Yoga Collective, yeah, that's it. Well, Rita Mountain is also the other website. That's the other, cool. The venue, yeah, to see the, to, the photos and what where we're going to be, the magical place we'll be at is Vita Mountain. And now the effect you have been having, the miracle effect that you're having... A rich dark cloud that is shrunk in half. It's only about. I see know. a light in his face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad I don't have to do ayahuasca anymore. I need to do this instead. Yeah, this the, relief, the relief is, is, is palatable. Well, that's a uh, different, more, more your route. Yeah. I like it. Take me to the volcano. Throw me in. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, June. Thank much you so much for having me. Thank you.
the funky music means one thing, and that's the end of another fine episode of the Drunken House Podcast. Fun interview with June. She was definitely a joy to be around and a lot of fun. Before I get started with anything, I got to say, we made a couple jokes at Texas's expense, and this was recorded long before the hurricane arrived from our summer collection of interviews. Hey, O.C. the cat. Um, and I just wanted to say... We don't want anybody to be suffering the way they are in Houston or the way they are in Florida right now. And the Texas jokes were that just jokes. My people are from Oklahoma, so we've been cracking Texas jokes since the beginning of time, and they just sort of naturally come out. But I'm also not going to cut them out because, come on, we're tougher than that. And if you got some Oklahoma jokes you want to sling my way, let them rip. But Texas, Houston, we're thinking about you all. Um, we're actually doing a benefit on this end uh, the week after next, but I'll put you some information out once we know the exact times on that from some of the uh, comedians we know on this end. And uh, we hope you all get better quick because we know it's not going to be fun and we know it's not going to be quick, but we wish it could be for you. So, all right. Kiva.org. I don't know if everybody realizes this, but there are 195 of your fellow Drunken Taos listeners who have been giving loans in $25 increments to folks around the world and the country uh, for the past three years, and we just broke $85,000 in loans. So we've done over 2,600 of them collectively. And we're putting an invitation out to you to come join us at Kiva.org. Put your $25 down. Select the Drunken Taos to be your lending partner or your lending team, which we are. And uh, we really want to get that to 100000 before the year's over. And we got the time to do it. And if we could just get another couple hundred of you to join us, uh, I think you'll really like it. It's $25. You get to pick who you loan it to and what they're getting it for. The last lady I uh, loaned to was to get another couple hundred cashew trees, I believe, or at least sprouts so she could grow them and grow cashews in Cambodia. Um, folks needing help all around the world don't want to go to some loan shark that's going to squeeze them for 50%. And um, you really are helping people out in a great way. And you can choose who you want to help and how you want to help them. So I invite you to join for sure. Uh, of course, got to talk about our Amazon portal. If you find yourself off shopping for something, and you'll be shopping for somebody very soon with the holiday season arriving, please go to our website and click onto our Amazon portal. There's a nice little tab there to click on in the center of the donation page. It says Amazon. And once you're inside there, shop away as you normally do. And we will be gifted with a 7% of soulless blood money, as our friends at uh, Best of the Left like to describe it, um, which is no extra cost to you. It comes off of uh, Amazon's part, and you pay the same as you always would, and it really does help us out to uh, keep everything going around here. Uh, Bellelli would definitely want me to mention his Taoist Lecture Series, also available there on the, on the net, on the webpage. And it's uh, 16 different... 20 to 45 minutes, most of them on the longer end, uh, just discussions of Taoism in general. It'll help expand your knowledge of all sorts of topics. Actually, a couple episodes back, we did Wealth and War, I believe, if you want to get a sample of what they sound like. And they're great. Very entertaining. Uh, you can also, from our website, order our Drunken Taoist t-shirts for awesome collections. Uh, everyone really seems to like the Ikiru, the green one. From our standard logo to our Surfing Nietzsche, which uh, the, apparently the philosophy department at San Francisco State kind of dug. And that's also the Dionysian Parade. And, of course, just the straight-up logo. So lots to choose from. Order you one. Be, uh, be the envy of your neighbors and your friends. And finally, our pals at Daisy House, who are kind enough to provide us with our theme music. For all these years, they have another record that's out only a couple of months ago. So go to bandcamp slash daisyhouse.com and please get a record or even a single. Help the folks out to help us out because 
Really, that's how we should handle it in general across the board. That's it. I hope everybody has a great couple of weeks. We'll be back with a Daniele Riccia chat-a-thon, and that will be as we get into October. Holy smokes. October? October? That will unbelievably be the beginning of the sixth year of the Drunken Taoist podcast. So thanks for all of you, all of you who have been along along the way. And uh, tell your friends to come join you, because we always like to have extra folks along. All right. Bye. <laughs> And so ends another awesome episode of the Drunken Taoist Podcast. Be sure to keep your ears peeled for another mind-expanding episode coming soon. We'll be tweeting you as soon as they come out. You can keep track of Daniel at dbolelli. That's D-B-O-L-E-L-L-I. And you can find me on Twitter at Richimon1. That's R-I-C-H-I-M-O-N, the numeral one. See y'all soon. No, you don't. <laughs> in questo caso, in questo caso, le provvidenza di Dio. Duncan showed you the way, eh? Huh? Oh man, isn't that scary to think? Nice. So don't kill people, do that instead. <laughs> this was great, it's fucking awesome. And I love this conversation. We've been yeah, having a great hour nice. here. I have nothing against chicken other than the fact that they are ugly and weird and strange. Dun, dun, dun. Got lost. Are we doing the outro or the intro? We're outro. Oh, we're outro. Okay, sorry. So that's so. Let's continue. Did you ever see the movie Tombstone with uh, Val Kilmer and uh, uh, your accent? It just whatever that movie is you were trying to tell can me. Can you about, translate for me, please? I believe the word was tombstone. Yeah, that one exactly. <laughs> just as I was saying, you know, Tombstone. <laughs> what do I have to do? One day the rod shall teach you. Get back to work.